righteous Father, we are grateful unto you again today. What a great privilege to be called your own. What a great privilege to be in your presence. We love you and we would like to love you more and more. As we go through your word this moment, Holy Spirit, breathe life into us through your word. May it have a free course in our hearts as you do with just your own way. And your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Accessing supernatural financial supplies, part six. One of our unit texts has been Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 35.27 Let them shout for joy that favor and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea. Let us say continually Let the Lord be magnified which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. In this part six, we will be talking on accessing supernatural financial supplies through covenant covering of higher mantle. Accessing supernatural financial supplies through covenant covering of higher mantle. Hosea chapter 12 verse 13. And by the prophets, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet, was he preserved? Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15. Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, NIV, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Accessing supernatural financial supplies through covenant covering of a higher mantle. The covenant covering here speaks of a covenant you enter into, a covenant you, you get involved in and your life and resources are secured. A covenant you get into and your life and resources are secured. On the other hand, higher mantle speaks of higher spiritual authority that the Lord has placed over your head. Higher spiritual authority the Lord has placed over your head. So, by accessing supernatural financial supply through covenant covering of a higher mantle shows that there is a relationship you could enter into with this higher spiritual authorities the Lord has placed over your head and it will secure both your life and your resources. In this message we identify about four of these major higher mantles. And these four we must not joke with if we must continue to succeed in life. Number one, 
the mantle of biological parenthood. Number two, the mantle of spiritual fatherhood. Number three, the, mant- the prophetic mantle. Number four, the pastoral mantles. All these are higher mantles God has placed over our lives. Recognizing them and the relating well with them provides us with great prosperity and security in life. We would like every worshiper today to get a little tip from each of them. So we will be touching each of them in all the services. Because if we concentrate on one in any service, somebody may miss out on the other. And we need to know something about each of these higher mantles. So, in this message, we are set to examine some covenant coverings that we could come under in our work with God and we will enjoy a continuous flow of supernatural supplies all our days. May God help us to achieve this today in Jesus' name. So we begin with the covenant covering by fulfilling your responsibility to your biological parents. The covenant covering by fulfilling your responsibilities to your biological parents. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13, verse, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3, children obey your parents in the Lord. Why? For this is right. And verse 2 adds to it and says, Ephesians 6 2, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And verse 3 says that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy life on earth. Like every other scripture, this scripture is true. This scripture is powerful. This scripture must be followed and must be obeyed to the letter. When I was studying this, walking around this message, I really come to understand, like I've told you, that it is not just one factor that is responsible for supernatural breakthrough. It's not just one factor. There are many contributing factors. There are many things that must be weaved together for you to be able to get to that realm where you naturally enjoy supernatural flow. And remember that we have said that truly the scripture cannot be broken. We are understanding it is the one we have been breaking that is doing what? That is breaking us. True that if I pay my tithes, I will have the windows of heaven opened for me. And God will pour his blessings upon me beyond what my house could contain. It is true that if I pay my tithes and give good offerings, the Lord will rebuke the virus for my sake. The Lord will prosper me and the nation will call me blessed. Now, but going by that principle that the scripture cannot be broken, the one we break breaks us. You now observe here that the Bible says, honor your, your father and your mother. That number one, it is the first commandment with promise. And if you fulfill this commandment, what does it say? It will go well with you and you will enjoy life on earth. Alright? If I do not fulfill this commandment, what happens? What happens? It will not go well with me and I will not enjoy life on earth. So what happened here is that if I faithfully obey the instruction, the commandment to tithe and tithe very well, 
Fighting can open the windows of heaven for my blessing. But dishonoring my parents can close it back. Because if you, if you pay your tithe, I will open the windows of heaven and bless you. And rebuke the voters. If you honor your parents, it will go well with you. And they will enjoy life. See, if I obey one and leave the other. <laughs> the scripture cannot be broken. The one we are breaking is the one breaking us. So we pray that God will help us. And give us good understanding. That this, with what we are talking about, is a principle that you will live with. Beyond even accessing financial and financial supplies, beyond even some of the principles we'll be discussing, get to know that any scripture you live in contrary to can affect the blessings you would have received from the other one. Get to know that. And it will guide you that when you read your Bible, you do not just glance through. You read it with every attention to get to know what heaven would have you do in that place. When we come, we talk about, when we return, we talk about how, what you will do and uh, you will be said to be dishonoring your parents and uh, what you will get if you do that. But in all services, we will see if we can say something on how to honor our parents. And for this service, number one, one way to honor your parents is that you don't ever contemplate contemplate repaying them against any evil you think they have done to you. Alright? This may not go to everybody. Some of us have angelic parents. But there are some who have parents they wish could be changed. There are some who have parents they wish if they have their power they could have changed their parents. Because of the way the parents live their life. But sir, Mike Mudok says that the first decision God made over your life is the decision of who should be your parent. That any dishonor you, you, you give to them is a dishonor to that decision that God made. Whether he's a drunkard, whether he is crazy, whether he is area man, not area boy this time, whether he is an area man, whatever he is, you were not there, sir. Where heaven decided that you should come through him. You didn't contribute to anything. Why heaven should take that decision, you don't know. So if you disregard them, you are challenging that decision that heaven made and they can lock doors for you. So don't ever contemplate repaying them against any evil you think they have done to you. To some, some of us, we are suffering. And we think we are suffering what we are suffering today because of how our parents raised us up. To some of us, we feel our father didn't see us through school. To some of us, our father may have abandoned our mother for another woman. To some of us, those who came from poly polygamous family, our father may have um, uh, neglected the children from our own mother and then we are not happy with it. To some of us also, our mother may have even painted a bad picture of our father to us. Does it happen? It happens sometimes. The women are not even doing it consciously. But you discover that however, how, however, even however good a man is, and however bad a mother is, it is in rare cases, you will see the children stick to their father till the end. Somewhere along the line, even if the father had been an angel to them, somewhere along the line, you will see them shift to their mother. See as then they look at me. You will see them shift to their mother. You are the one bearing the whole heat of the day, trying to see them through school, trying to make sure they are comfortable, trying to do all of that, trying to do all of that, trying to do all of that to make them happy. And make... At the end of the day, you see them gravitating towards their mother. 
And then it is said that at the end of the day, when the children, most cases when children grow and die, they are working and earning money, what their father is entitled to is a bottle of schnapps. <laughs> and at the, time, the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, when they come from the town, uh, daddy, this is for you. And then, the real bag they come from town with goes into mommy's room. <laughs> Remember I said, it is in rare cases that it happened the other way around. But most cases. So we are not generalizing. But sir, we are saying that we are respected to honor our parents and especially our father. I handled a case some time ago and uh, the, the, the mother didn't really know what. So please, just to help us mothers and would-be mothers, never you at any time allow your children to disrespect their father. Mothers and would-be mothers, never you at any time allow your children to disrespect their father. Be the first person to start beating. Is anybody hearing me? Be the first person to start beating. So the man had been really trying to make sure the children are comfortable, doing whatever he could. In fact, he had to take them all through private schools, was paying millions to get the children comfortable. Everybody will have his weak point. He happened to be of a, a hot temper at the time. And they wouldn't control it. So whenever the hot temper come on him, everybody in the house gets some bruises. And if the mother put a hand. So now the children are grown. Some of them are abroad working and all of that. Then something happened. And uh, and um, the man was at it again, was so angry. And I wanted to beat the little one. The last born that was still at home with them, the three grown up have gone, have all gone out. So the last one with them, who was doing for the last um, session in school, was still with them. So the girl did something, and the man got up to beat the girl. The mother put hand as usual. Now the next thing, now they send the message to the ones outside, and the other one send the message to the father. I said that you are a wicked man. That you are a wicked man. That you are you, 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 you I, I'm ashamed of you. That you are um, I, I'm not comparing you with anybody, but the other man is better than you. And the, the team pinned the man to the marrow. He said, If it is my sweat that t- took you abroad, you will come back empty-handed. So when that one heard it, he knew that he was in trouble. He had to call me. There was no one there, pastor. He had to call me. I said, please, I looked at who else could I, who could help out in this matter? And I, you have to be the next. So he called. And then what happened? I didn't even, I didn't even know what was going on. So I tried to, what really happened? What really happened? He said, he, he doesn't even know what was going on. So at the end, the father called. I talked talk with the father and they got the information. I said, I, I can't believe you are the one who said this to your father. And then he turned that apology. And connected me to the elder, eldest one. That one, he said, I owe nobody any apology. My father is a beast. My father is a, is, is a monster. I left her. And then got to the little girl at home. And then the little girl said, Daddy, don't look at my father the way you are looking at him. My father is a monster. My father is a beast. I called the mother and said, what is going on? He said, daddy, my children are angry. This man has been doing it. I have been enduring. Everybody knows I don't support my children to insult my husband. But she, he has over, overdone it. And these children are, I said, you are the cause. You are the cause. And no, I want my children to rent one room for me. I'm not going to stay with that man again. You were managing with that man until these children grow up. Now that your team, these children have grown, you now feel that they can rent a room for you. It's not all about you. It's all about these children. 
You may get away with it because you have married. You are already on your way. But these children have their future to live. If you do not stand against this, you are destroying the future of these children. So please, honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. Mothers, never you at any time watch your children insult their father. Whatever the father does to you. Am I communicating? Look at what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 20, 20 to 22. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp, can we do NIV? Otherwise, no problem. You listen to my NIV version here. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. Hmm. His light will be snuffed off when he needed it most. He goes for that to say, don't even get carried away by the inheritance and by the possession you think you have now. Verse 21. An inheritance quickly gained at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. So even if the person seems to be, to be enjoying and to be living right and to be living big now, the person have already planted a seed of destruction ahead of his life. So do not at any time contemplate repaying your parents with evil. Did anybody get anything from there? So it is one spiritual law. It is one spiritual law. I know some of us are saying, this doesn't concern me anymore. Doesn't concern me anymore. Mama no day, papa no day. So which one be my own? Um, we, we give two recommendations here. I got one from Bishop David Oedebo. He says that if your parents are not no more alive, that one way to fulfill this scripture is that you should find out what they should have been doing if they were still alive and keep doing it. Find out what they should have been doing if they were still alive and keep doing it. The legacy they left for you, build on it. Do not live a life that is opposite what they had desired. What they had wished, what they had desired. And to it, I add this, number two, locate the next parent figure in your life and treat him or her as one. Locate the next parent figure. It could be an uncle, it could be an aunt, it could be elder brother, elder sister, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, or even somebody that is not blood-related. But anybody who, in the absence of your father, in the absence of your mother, in the absence of your parent, has assumed a parent, a parental responsibility over your life. He plays a role of a father to you. Because your parents are not there. Treat such a person as a father. Treat such a person. You owe such a person an honor. By the virtue of the responsibility he has taken over your life. You get it? For the fact that he's trying to fill the gap that your father would have been filled in any form. It may not be 100% like your father would have done it. After all, he may have other children that are dependent on him. Also, psychologically, emotionally, relationally, the, the blood tie too has a limitation. Alright? But for the father that has taken up some, some parental responsibility over your life and doing for you some things that your father should have done. You needed to rush to somebody over an issue. Father is not there. You could call this person your father and he plays his role to you. Treat such a person with honor. And when you do that, the scripture says it will go well with you. What do we get for honoring our parents? For this service, we say you will enjoy parental blessings. Especially the fathers. You will enjoy parental blessings. And I say here that parental blessing is as important as God's blessing. Parental blessing is as important as God's blessing. I say it again. Parental blessing. Your father say God bless you. My picking, you go succeed. My picking, you go, you go better for you. It is as powerful as God's blessing. It made a great difference in Jacob's life. May you never attract costs from your father. May you never attract costs from your mother. May you live to enjoy the blessings from your parents. And it shall go away with you in the land of the living in Jesus' name. Alright, when we return, we say more things about that. Then, 
Another spiritual mantle, higher mantle we must um, relate cordially with to continue to enjoy supernatural blessing. So, part two, now we talk about the covenant covering by the grace or mantle of spiritual fatherhood. Covenant covering by the grace or mantle of spiritual fatherhood. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15. Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Now, characteristics of your spiritual father. How do I know my spiritual father? Unlike biological father, spiritual father is not necessarily the one through whom you came to the faith. Who is your biological father? One through whom you came to life. Spiritual father is not necessarily one through whom you came to the faith. Spiritual father, the reason is that just like there could be physically born through ways, there are also some spiritual born through ways. Some spiritual father that lead people to Christ and they are not there to nurture them. You know, you brought them to church and that's all. He could trace his faith to you, but you are not there all the time. So that doesn't make you a spiritual father. The spiritual father is not basically the person who leads you to Christ. So what are the characteristics of my spiritual father? Number one, your spiritual father is one who is most instrumental in your spiritual life formation and establishment. One who is most instrumental in your spiritual life formation and establishment. One who is most instrumental, whether he is one that leads you to Christ or not. But this person, somewhere along the line, shows up in your life and becomes more instrumental than any other person in your spiritual life formation and the establishment. That person should, should become your spiritual father. Number two, your spiritual father is one who takes responsibilities over your spiritual well-being more than any other. One who takes responsibility over your spiritual well-being more than any other. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12 First Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So here Paul took upon himself this responsibility over the spiritual well-being of these people more than any other person. And he tells them, we deal with you as a father will deal with his children. Now, it is possible for, for somebody to have lived all his, um, all his uh, Christian life without knowing who his spiritual father is in the context of what we are talking about now. If we have said that it is not necessarily one who leads you to Christ, and then you could, uh, some of you could agree that the person who led you to Christ is nowhere to be found again. So, and then in a sense of God setting two, where many people come into your life and many people go away from your life. Many pastors come in. So some of us are confused. We don't even know who we could say, this is my spiritual father. Anybody like that here? You don't even know who you could really say, this is my spiritual father. Alright? So, we say that uh, that is the missing link that this message has come to, to bridge. Has come to feel. Has come to feel. So we've shown you what characteristic you should have. Number one, you should be somebody who is most instrumental in your spiritual life formation and establishment is one who takes responsibility over your spiritual well-being more than any other person. He could show up in your life at any, at any level. He could show up in your Christian life even after you are 20 years in faith. He could show up anywhere in your life. Alright? And then next to it is that your spiritual father is the one who labors the most to feed you spiritually. He labors the most. Very, you know, that's a laboring, but this one labors the most. You look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4.15. Even though you have 10,000 guardians, so many people are ministering to you, many people are preaching to you, even if there are 10,000, he said, you do not have many fathers. Because for in Christ Jesus, I became your father. I came up somewhere in, the, in, the, in your life, and I, I assumed a special responsibility of spiritual fatherhood over your life. So the person could show up anywhere, anytime, and assume that responsibility. Alright? And then, your spiritual father is one who is also concerned about the generality of your well-being. Generality of your well-being. 
Second John chapter three, chapter second, second third John two. The elder there says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth." So, I would like you to take note of the characteristic we are putting because you will be able to differentiate between your spiritual father, your pastor, your prophet. At the end of this message, you'll be able to differentiate between their characteristics and be able to know who is what to you. So hold very uh, tight whatever point you get concerning anybody. How do I identify my spiritual father? we just give you one point here. Check for some mature believers or pastors that have come your way that most fit into the above descriptions we've given. Check for mature believers or pastors that have come your way. That have come your way. And when you look at the characteristics we've given about a spiritual father, this person really fits more into that description. Take note of that person. Write the name down. He could be your spiritual father. Once again, what, who do we say they are? Those who are most instrumental in your spiritual life formation and establishment one who takes a special responsibility over your spiritual welfare. One who is labors the most in your spiritual life. One who is most concerned by the generality of your well-being. So, think of a mature believer or a pastor who has come over to your life at any time. Write the person's name down. Is anybody's mind moving? Is anybody, anything, anybody coming to anybody's mind? So write that name down before the service gets over. Those of you who run all the services, you will get further insight. And at the end of this service, you should be able to know who they are to you so that you can be able to bring yourself under their covenant to cover and your life We enjoy a shift into the supernatural. Say amen. amen. Say the amen louder. Amen. Am I boring you? Are you getting anything? Okay. Let's run as usual. We always have so much to talk about. Covenant covering of a pastoral mantle. Covenant covering of a pastoral mantle. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Who is my pastor? Characteristics of your pastor. A pastor is firstly a shepherd. Now he becomes your pastor when you see him as one whom God has assigned as a shepherd over your soul in a special sense. Generally speaking, he is a shepherd. But he becomes your pastor when you see him as one who God has assigned as a shepherd over your soul in a special sense. In a special sense. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 tells us that our pastor plays the role of a teacher. One who plays the role of a teacher to you. One who plays the role of an instructor to you. One who plays the role of a caregiver to you. One who plays the role of a trainer. One who plays the role of a protector, just like a shepherd protects the sheep. One who plays that role to you. Jeremiah 3.15 said, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. They play the role of a teacher to you, role of instructor, role of a caregiver, role of a trainer, and the role of a protector to your very life. Your pastor is one who has and exercises spiritual authority over your life. And to whose authority you submit unconditionally. One who exercises spiritual authority over your life. And to whose authority you submit to unconditionally. You gladly submit to his authority. And he exercises the authority over your spiritual life. He could tell you stop here. You happily and joyfully accept. You, he, he could, he could, he exercises authority. He feels he's in charge over your life. And you happily submit. You happily, you unconditionally submit to such exercise of authority. 
He exercises his authority on you in a special and a specific sense. And they would not overlook in you what he would overlook in others. He will not overlook in you. One who always, and sometimes you see yourself, and but another people will do it and he won't say anything. Is it not because of me? Check it, there may be a spiritual connection. When we return, we talk about how you should not identify who your pastor is and your responsibilities to him. Number four, the covenant covering of prophetic grace. Covenant covering of prophetic grace. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved what are the impacts of prophetic covering? Bishop David Oripo says that it takes a prophet to profit. It takes a prophet to profit. So one of the impacts of prophetic covering is that prophet makes for your profit. Makes for your profit. Number two, you need prophetic mantle to be delivered from certain bondages in life and to sustain the deliverance. These are spiritual mantles. You need a prophetic mantle over your life to be delivered from certain bondages in life and to sustain the deliverance. Hosea 12, 13. And by a prophet, the Lord delivered them from Egypt. How did he do it? By a prophet. So he took prophetic mantle to deliver them. To break the yoke of long time bondage over their lives. He took a prophetic mantle. And also by a prophet, they were preserved. So, prophetic grace can deliver a man from certain bondages. And they will help him to sustain that grace. That grace. How do I identify my prophets? For this service, number one, understand that it is God's pleasure to raise a prophet for you. It is God's pleasure to raise a prophet for you. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 15. The Lord thy God will raise up on, will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy children like unto me. Unto him shall you hearken. Acts chapter 3 verse 22. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. Acts 7.37 This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto Alright, all these scriptures though are speaking about Jesus as an antitype of Moses now they also convey the idea that God raises prophets for the Lord your God shall raise a prophet for the Lord your God shall raise a prophet conveys the idea that God raises so if God raised Moses as a prophet to the Israelites and raised Jesus as his antitypes, it follows that God can raise a prophet for you. God can raise a prophet for you. Now note that every man of God may not be a prophet God has assigned to you, but every child of God has somebody that God has assigned over his life. Identifying that person can bring about a shift in your life. Every man of God may not be a prophet over your life, but every child of God has somebody God has assigned to him. These things are deep. These things are... Um, and I know we are not familiar with it. And I do not have much time to really begin to take us into it so, so that we can have a very strong grip of what we are talking about. But these things can bring about a turnaround in your life. We are talking about accessing spiritual financial supplies. And these are some links that can perform wonders in your life. So check out for one who appears as God sent to your life and begin to relate with him as such. You could also pray that God should give you a prophet and make you know who he is. You could also pray that God should give you a prophet and also. we talk more in the next services. Some of these things are things you, you need to get the whole, the whole picture for you to really be able to understand what we are talking about. And quickly to round off in this service, how do I profit through the higher mantles? How do I profit through the higher mantles? Through the man- higher mantle of prophet, through the higher mantle of spiritual 
fatherhood, higher mantle of pastoral fatherhood. We've talked about the biological before now. We just say one thing in this service. How do I profit? How do I profit through the higher mantle? What is my obligation? What is my responsibility? So, to it, we want to say, you need to, you need to fear for the spiritual mantle that God has put over your head. Fear for your spiritual mantle. Whether he is a, whether it is a prophetic mantle, pastoral mantle, spiritual fatherhood mantle, one of the obligation, one of your responsibility to be able to tap into the grace they carry is that you will have to show them special care. To this I say here that caring for your spiritual mantle, for the spiritual mantle over your head, over your life, takes care of your cares. Caring for spiritual mantles over your life takes care of your cares. A case study is 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 14 to 17. 2 Kings chapter 4 14 to 17. And he said, what then is to be done to her? And he answered, verily, she had no child and her husband is old. And he said, they call her and the way he had called her, she stood in the door and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. You know the rest of the story. So a woman identified a prophet over her life and gave that prophet a special care. And the care she gave to that prophet did what? Took care of her cares. These are spiritual principles. A woman identified a prophet. You remember how this whole story is. So a man always passing, always he said, I perceive that this one is a holy man of God. And I perceive that God has given me a responsibility over his life. So identify him, brought him in, and the rest of the things she did. So by that care, she gave to that higher mantle she had to over her life. Without her knowing it, without her country, without even her praying. Do you observe? She didn't even pray for the child. She didn't even make any demand. Without her contribution, without asking for anything, naturally or supernaturally, the care she gave to her, the mantle over her life, took care of her cares. And I would always say that there are some things we do in life we don't need to pray. Things will naturally take care of themselves. There are things because it is a law. It has been programmed that if you do this, this one will happen. If you do this, this one will happen. So, if you can find yourself at a point where you will just be doing these things, you will see that you can't tell where your blessings are coming from. You can't tell where your breakthrough. You can't tell where your favor are coming from. Because there are things you have programmed in the spiritual realm. And by the law of that programming, whether you pray or you don't pray, things will keep happening. It's a new dawn for you. The Lord is give, taking you to somewhere. Your level shall never remain the same. So caring for the spiritual mantle over, over us also will cause us to manifest, manifest kingdom prosperity by impartation. That's what we call kingdom prosperity by impartation. Because God is committed to the things they are, to, to the things they say and the, to their counsel. These spiritual mantles we talk about, God said, I am committed to what they say and to their counsel. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 26. Isaiah 44 26. I am the one that confirmed the word of my servants and performed the counsel of my messengers. So I performed their word and I, I, I confirmed their word and I performed their counsel. So God is committed to fulfilling their declaration and their counsel over your head. So caring for the spiritual mantles over your life can bring about prosperity by impartation. Because God honors what they do. Glory to God. And somebody said that there are messengers of God sent to every generation. When you identify the one assigned to you, or when you identify one of them, take advantage of it. And don't always forget that they don't, they don't need what you have. You are the one who need what they have. They don't need what you have. You are the one that needs what they have. Philippians 4, 17. Paul told his audience, not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. 
So I'm not the one in need of what you have. You are the one what? Have you just gone home? All of you have gone home now. I'm not the one looking for what you have. You are the one looking for what I have. This is it. May God take us there. When I was talking about putting a demand on the anointing, I said if we must have things happen to us differently, we must do things differently. And I pray that God will give us good orientation and we shall begin to operate at another level. So let me summarize with this. To make the best of the higher mantles over your life. The rule of loyalty, submission, and honor must be strictly adhered to. To make the best of higher mantles over your life. The rule of loyalty, submission, and the honor must be strictly adhered to. Now take note of this. You need a prophet, you need a pastor, and then you need a spiritual father in your life. You need a prophet, you need a pastor, I need a spiritual father over your life. You could have three different persons fulfilling these three spiritual roles in your life. Are you with me? You could have three different persons. This one is my spiritual father. This one is my pastor. This one is my prophet. You could have three different persons. You could also have one person fulfilling the two, two, two out of the three. You could also have one person fulfilling the three. Do you get it? You could have one person doubling as your prophet and as your pastor. You could have one person also coming in as your prophet, your spiritual father, and your pastor. It, the possibility is there. Now, whatever the case, whether one person plays the role or different persons plays the role, the magnet to the grace they carry is your loyalty, your submission, and your honor. The magnet to the grace you covet in their life is your loyalty, your submission, and your honor. When you strictly submit to the higher man to God that placed over your life, you will enjoy both unprecedented prosperity and security. It is one effective way to access supernatural financial supplies. I pray that God will give all the grace to do the other and also do this. But this time around, your life must experience a supernatural shift. If you believe that, say a living amen. amen. Did you receive anything? Are you really sure you receive anything? Let one who receives something stand with excitement before the presence of God. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Awesome God. Awesome God. Lift your voice and begin to appreciate him for whatever blessing you have received. Whatever insight, whatever revelation you have received in this morning teaching. Say, Father, I give you praise. Thank you for this revelation. Thank you for this insight. 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 Thank you for this revelation. Thank you for the privilege of receiving from you. In the name of Jesus. Now pray and say, Father, give me the grace to fulfill my responsibility to my biological parents. Or anyone fulfilling that role in my life presently. Father, give me the grace. Say after me, Father, give me the grace to fulfill my responsibilities to my biological parents or anyone fulfilling that role in my life presently. Give me grace, oh God. Are you with me? Give me grace, oh God, to fulfill my responsibility to my biological parents. Or to anyone playing that role to my now, go ahead and pray. Give me that grace, Lord. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Say after me, Father. I receive grace today to identify the higher mantles you have assigned over my life in form of prophetic mantle, in form of prophetic mantle, in form of pastoral mantle, in form of spiritual fatherhood mantle. I receive grace to identify them today. Pray, pray. Show me, guide me, 
to whom my spiritual father is, guide me. To whom my pastor is, guide me. To whom my prophet is, may I identify them today. 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 Go ahead and pray and say, Father, I receive grace of total submission, grace of total loyalty, and grace of total honor to the higher mantles you are giving me today. I receive grace of total submission, grace of total loyalty, grace of honor to the higher mantle you are giving me today. Grace of total submission, grace of loyalty, grace of, of honor to the higher mantles you are giving me today. In Jesus' name we pray. Lift up your two hands. Holy Ghost, we thank you again for bringing us into this realm and into this another level, this dimension of revelation. And we pray that after now, we shall not remain spiritual bastards again. We will know who you have given us as our spiritual father. We know the pastor you have given to us. We know the prophet you have given to us. And we receive grace of total loyalty, submission, and honor. As we play our part, I pray that every blessing that comes through that, that dimension, every grace that comes through that measure of accessing spiritual blessing, may we receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, the grace of blessing, the grace of protection, the grace of preservation, the grace of deliverance, the grace of breakthrough, as we begin to operate under this covenant covering, I pray that yokes shall begin to be broken, bondages shall begin to be loosed, we shall be ushered into a reign of supernatural success. Weird things will be happening to us even without our own contribution by the reason of the covenant that are working upon our lives. Take us, dear Lord, and receive our glory in return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.